Today on Locked on Mariners, the host is short on time to come up with anything clever or funny for the cold open. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. When I was planning the remainder of this uh, week's shows yesterday, I knew that there was a day game today, but I failed to take that into account. So this might be kind of an unusual episode of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tloppin'. Please remember to download and follow this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any program here on Tloppin'. Ordinarily, when there is an early afternoon game, I'll wait until the next day to do the show and just recap the previous two games. Uh, However, I already took Tuesday off this week, so that isn't really an option. And to throw another variable into the equation, I have class this evening, uh, so I'm a little short on time. This might be a pretty short episode. Uh, Class is something I cannot postpone, and I can't postpone this show either. Had I realized on Tuesday, the day I took off, that that today was going to be an early afternoon game... No, I would have taken the day off anyway. I was going to say that I would have done a show, but I was in no shape to do that, as evidenced by my performance yesterday. Uh, there is something that's uh, very important that's uh, been happening that I'm working towards. It has nothing to do with school or this show. You'll find out what that is uh, pretty soon, probably within a couple of weeks, maybe uh, maybe a little sooner. I'm not sure. In any case, uh, last night's game started off quite weirdly, and the weirdness occurred before the game. Before the game, pardon me, and it had to do with Yankees starter uh, Domingo Herman, who had to have an emergency root canal yesterday afternoon, which was not announced until after yesterday's show was published. So the Yankees had to throw in a last-minute spot starter. Yusei Kikuchi got in his final start before the midseason break, and he started off quite rough. In the first couple of innings, it was looking like the Yankees were on their way to a repeat performance of Tuesday's game, where they hit the ball all over the place and scored a million runs. Kikuchi's stuff was not as sharp as we're used to it as it's been lately, and uh, neither was his command. He left a lot of balls out over the plate, which got hit and hit hard. He walked two hitters in the first inning, and by the time the second was over, he'd given up five runs. Aaron Judge hit a no-doubt-about-it home run in the second inning, uh, which plated two. A Luke Voigt single brought home the Yankees' uh, first run in the first, and uh, Glaber Torres, the struggling Glaber Torres, hit a two-run single on the very next pitch to make it 3 nothing early. On the flip side, the Yankees' emergency starter, uh, Nick Nelson, he just was not up to the task. He faced only six hitters, all of them in the first inning. Uh, J.P. Crawford did strike out to open up the bottom of the first, but he made Nelson throw eight pitches, so it was not a totally wasted at-bat. Mitch Hanniger was hit by a pitch, Kyle Seeger walked, and then Ty France lined out for out number two, but moved Maniger along to third base. Ace Fraley then walked, but ball four was a wild pitch at his knees, and Manninger came home to score. Had France not made his out in the air, uh, Mitch Hanniger is most likely still at second base on that wild pitch, and he doesn't score. 
However, that point was rendered moot by the very next hitter, Tom Murphy, who also drew a base on balls. Had Manager not scored on the previous play, it would have been a bases loaded walk for Murphy, and Manager would have scored anyway. Aaron Boone came out to the mound to retrieve Mr. Nelson at that point, and brought in Luis Sessa, who immediately got Shedlong Jr. to ground into a force play. So even though Kikuchi-san had given up three runs, the Mariners had some things going too, and it did not feel like it was over yet. Then Kikichi-san struggled through the second as well. Mr. Sessa was on point, and it was beginning to look like another one of those games. And that's largely what wound up happening, but not really. Kikichi-san only went five innings through, um, gave up five runs. Pardon me, they were all earned. Eight hits, three walks, that Aaron Judge home run, and he struck out five. He actually settled in after the first couple of innings, and he was much sharper in the fourth or the fifth where he set the Yankees down in short order in both frames. But he'd already thrown way too many pitches to be able to continue, a lot of stress pitches early on. All three walks he allowed were within the first three innings. Two of them were in the first. All five runs were within the first two frames, and seven of the eight hits were allowed in the first two innings as well and the eighth hit occurred in the third. Both bullpens did quite well. The Avocado, J.T. Chagua, uh, Keenan Middleton, Drew Steckenrider, and Paul Seawald all pitched a scoreless inning apiece and collectively only gave up two hits. Luis Sessa, meanwhile, really stepped up for New York. Three and a third scoreless innings. One hit, no walks. Following him... Domingo Herman, the originally scheduled starter, who had obviously recovered enough from his emergency root canal earlier in the day, he pitched three innings and made Stacy Gotsulius a profit once again. On yesterday's show, she said that uh, Mr. Herman would give up at least two home runs. And while he did not do that, there were outlying circumstances, so to speak, preventing him from starting the ball game. So he came in in relief, and he did allow one home run, so I'm chalking this up as a win in Stacy Gatsoulias' column. The home run came off the bat of Tom Murphy over the Yankee bullpen in the sixth inning to bring the Mariners back to within one run. None of those runs were earned, however, thanks to a Gio Urshela fielding error, which opened up the frame. Mitch Hanniger had hit a ground ball to him, which snuck under his Love. It was originally uh, ruled a hit, but the official score had a change of heart. Probably made the right call, even though Mr. Urshela was playing in. I think he probably should have had it. But after that uh, home run, the Mariners did nothing else the rest of the way out against Jonathan. I'm going to screw this up. Jonathan Lasawaga, I'm sorry, and Chad Green. I apologize to uh, Mr. Lasawaga because that's. I'm sure that's not even close. Anyways, those two pitchers both struck out two Mariners apiece in their innings of relief. The Mariners fall 5-4. to four. Stacey Gatsuli is proving prophetic once again as she said yesterday that she'd like to see Chad Green close out more ball games. That is exactly what he did here and did very well. The last half of the ball game actually moved, on, moved along at a pretty swift pace. The first two or three innings were very slow once again and I was thinking that I'd have to turn in and go to bed before watching the whole thing. But again, the rest of the way out moved along pretty well and it was only a little more than three hours. Mariners too reliant on the home run ball once again. Three of the four runs scoring on that one swing of the bat. One of them was a base was on base because of an error. And because there were two outs when that home run was hit, that error was huge. If the play had been made, Mr. Murphy would not have been at bat in that inning at all. So that miscue did lead to 
at least two runs. Who knows what Mr. Murphy would have done if he were leading off the next inning rather than stepping to the plate with men on. Would he have hit a solo home run? Who knows? It's impossible to tell. So that's why I'm saying it saved at least two runs and not definitely three. And the first run of the ball game was scored on a wild pitch. The Mariners did not collect a base hit in that inning at all where they scored their first run. But even with all of that, it really wasn't that bad a ball game. The first two innings for Kikichi San really were the downfall, I think, last night, despite the lack of offensive prowess for the most part. Uh, Kikichi San was his usual self later on in his appearance, and if he had been able to do that in his first two innings, we may be talking about a win rather than a very close loss. You know, gang, it is what it is. The Mariners did not play their best game by any stretch of the imagination, but they did make the most of a fielding blunder, which got them back into it. And the bullpen was very good once again. There were bright spots for sure, but the Yankees have clinched the series. And by the, t- by the time you're listening to this, this afternoon's game will have already happened. And we'll talk about that later on in C-Block. As of this recording, it had just started. No trivia corner today. I am unfortunately pretty short on time, as I also need to prepare for class this evening. But I will tell you about Fully Loaded Chew. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. As I just said, Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free long cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. I just realized I usually have guest hosts read this one since I'm not here. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is uh, made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering locked-on team listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That is right, just $1 and it has three exclamation marks so you know they're serious. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word. Just $1 in free shipping if you use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew. FullyLoadedChew.com And also this word from Rock Auto, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Whether it's for your daily driver or for your classic, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door no less. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specs, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up the twice as much for the same parts I've been asking this question on this show for well over a year and I still don't have a good answer to that so go to rockauto.com right at this exact moment to see all the parts available for your car truck van SUV or crossover right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, D.C. Lunder. Thank you very much, Joey Martin. In the interest of conserving as much time as possible so I can fully prepare for class this evening, uh, the first segment was was recorded just as today's game was getting underway. And as this segment is being recorded, it's the bottom of the second inning, and the Mariners already have a one nothing lead, so there is good news there. With us at this exact moment is Locked On Mariners contributor, John Miller. John, how art thou? 
Thou art doing fairly well. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, one thing that came out uh, today, actually, j- after I recorded the first segment, you sent me this article. Thank you for doing that, John. Is Justice Sheffield, uh, who was placed on the uh, disabled list yesterday, not only has the forearm strain, uh, the reason he was placed on the disabled list, he also has a grade two oblique strain, and there's really no timetable for his return at this time. He's probably going to be on the shelf for a while, and the oblique strain is um, the more concerning of the two injuries, according to Jerry DePoto, as told to ESPN 710 AM. That is a radio station in Seattle, for those of you who don't know. And for those of you who are in Seattle, I'm sorry, that sounded really condescending. I didn't intend it that way. So Chef's going to be gone for a while. I'm wondering, John, how long he's been not himself in terms of the forearm and the oblique and all that other kind of stuff. Because especially lately, but for most of the season, he just has not been the same pitcher that he was last year. And I'm almost wondering if it's a Shedlong Jr. type situation where, you know, last year he hit, what, 171 or something like that. And then he has off-season surgery, and we learn, oh, he's been playing the whole season on a bum leg. No wonder he hasn't been himself. Could the same thing be happening with Justice Sheffield this year? It seems plausible to me. It is entirely plausible that these have just been nagging injuries. He's been receiving treatment as needed, and they've finally reached a breaking point where he has to take time off. That makes sense. That makes total sense. And when you have a forearm strain or an oblique, that can even the littlest of things can mess up your mechanics to the point where it's going to affect your release point, affect how you're you're gripping the ball. The sharpness of his slider and his changeup have just not been there this year. And any number of little items can affect your location, the sharpness of your stuff, the feel for your pitches. It just makes too much sense. And I'm glad that there is an answer, you know, rather than just some, you know, abstract, well, he's have a release point issue. Okay, now we know why he might have a release point issue or why he might have an issue with his mechanics because he's not physically 100%. I don't wish ill on the man at all, but it's almost better this way that there is a very logical explanation why he is not himself rather than just he fell apart, which cannot be... Sometimes that can't be corrected. If he comes, if you know he rehabs and, and does what he's supposed to do, and the Mariners training staff is pretty good about not letting players come back too early, or at least they have been in recent years, he might be able to come back to what he did last year, which is a really good thing because Marco hasn't been himself, and that's a problem, John. I do hope Marco is not dealing with the nagging injury, and it is just something that can be corrected, and he's working with the pitching coach on. I, I, I think I hope the same thing. I mean, he did have a forearm strain. I think it was a forearm strain. He had some ailment earlier in the season where they had to spend some time on the injured list. He also has a new baby at home, so I'm chalking the last one up to sleep deprivation, which is common among new parents. One more thing I want to bring up, John. Uh, is that uh, your Dodgers beat the Marlins today 6-1. to one. The Dodgers really have not looked like themselves the last couple days. I mean, the Marlins aren't that bad a team, but the Marlins crushed them yesterday. What's going on? If you even know. My, my thought is that when it comes to a team like that, that and we've joked about them being a triple-A ball club mm-hmm. in the past, that 
you're not necessarily going to put your best players out there or you're not going to perhaps play your best because it is a team like that and you may not need to put forth that effort. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, if they were playing a division rival, a good team, if the Dodgers are playing the San Francisco Giants, then they know they need to do that because the division crown may be at stake. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to see their arch rivals that go back several generations winning it when they don't. That's a, that's a good point. And yesterday's game, it was a 9-6 to final. The Dodgers scored five of their six runs in the third inning on an A.J. Pollock home run, a Mookie Betts home run when he's not uh, bowling. I, I shouldn't say that. Mookie Betts is a world-class baseball player, elite among the elite and I don't call him a professional bowler in slight. I call him a professional bowler as a compliment because there's another sport where he just, where he's very, very good in. I want to make that clear. And also, Justin Turner hit a three-run home run in that third inning, accounting for five of the runs. And then the other one was scored in the ninth inning, a Zach McKinstry home run. That's almost Mariner's ball, where they're relying too much on the home run. That's generally not a winning formula, although they were able to score six runs doing so. Marlins scored nine, on the other hand. And today, the Dodgers also scored five runs in the sixth inning, I think. Yeah, the fifth inning, pardon me. And that was on uh, Matt Beatty single, Will Smith sack fly, Chris Taylor double, Zach McKinstry uh, fielder's choice, and they uh, so none of their runs today were scored on home runs, and they won uh, six to one. And then the bottom of the first inning, the Marlins' lone run was scored on a Jazz Chisholm Jr. home run. There's a name for it. I love that name. That's a baseball name, gang. Jazz Chisholm. Mm. He's either a trumpet player or a ball player. One of the two, and he is a ball player. I love that name. I I don't think I've heard of him before, but I'm a fan now just because of his name. I, at this point, I think we both need to sign up for Jazz Chisholm Jr.'s fan club. <laughs> or we need to establish such a fan club if it does not exist. Let's get on that, John. Let's do that, huh? <laughs> Definitely. On that note, uh, if you got a question or a comment, that you would uh, submit it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Okay. Questions and comments on any subject are highly encouraged. Does not have to be about baseball. Does not have to be about uh, sports at all. Uh, LockedOnMariners at gmail.com once again is the place to send those requests. Before I forget, uh, John, you will not be with us uh, for the next segment. Thank you for joining us today. You're hosting tomorrow. That'll be fun. Should be. Yep. Uh, locked on at not locked on at Seattle Pilots 69 for John Miller on Twitter and on the Spotify green room uh, thanks again to John Miller coming up were the Mariners able to salvage the uh, final game of the three game series against the Yankees I don't know yet as of this recording it's only the top of the third inning and now this from Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season ha- is in full swing and has been for quite some time now. I think every single team has played more than half of their season. In any case, it's in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info uh, at Bet Online, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. John, we were talking before we started recording that this is a really easy ad read, and yet I am messing it up beyond belief. 
Before the next pitch, head <laughs> before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to say today to sign up and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. I did it. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, Joey Martin. Last segment today on Locked On Mariners. And boy, am I in a good mood right now. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Logan Gilbert has arrived. He pitched the game of his life, of his major league life thus far, this afternoon against the New York Yankees. It ended very recently and I'm um, still kind of I'm still kind of up on it Gilbert seven innings one hit no runs eight strikeouts those eight strikeouts and seven innings both career highs no bases on balls he allowed a double to uh, Aaron, pardon me to uh, Giancarlo Stanton as his only hit of the ball game and uh, my goodness, he does—he looked so good. He had that fastball working. The, the Yankees were late on it. Touched 98 on the radar gun. What was most impressive to me, however, is the fact that he had that slider working better than I've ever seen it. He had that thing fading away from right-handed hitters, and they couldn't touch it. He was locating well. His location was on point all day. Again, that, that his, he was using his fastball up and down, getting the Yankees to swing through it. Just a brilliant performance for young Mr. Gilbert, and hopefully this is a sign of things to come. We now know what he can do, what he is capable of, and one hitting through seven innings, an offense like the Yankees, who are, yes, they're inconsistent, but they have some pretty good pieces. And again, not allowing any walks, striking eight of them out. I could go on about Mr. Gilbert. I probably already have. I can't tell you how impressed I was with his performance this afternoon. Paul Sewald came in to pitch the eighth inning, struck out two. Kendall Graveman came in to pitch the ninth. He did hit a batter, but didn't allow anything else. Mariners pitching allows 10 strikeouts, collectively only gives up one hit, and no bases on balls. Meanwhile, Jordan Montgomery also had a pretty decent ball game. He went six and two-thirds innings. He gave up four hits, but among them were two home runs, which scored all three earned runs he gave up. All three runs he gave up, they were all earned. He also walked two. He struck out nine in his six and two-thirds innings. Mariners also struck out ten times as a team as the Yankees did. Luis Torrens and Dylan Moore drawing the two walks. Kyle Seeger hit a solo home run in the first inning to put the Mariners on the board. Dylan Moore hit a two-run home run in the uh, second inning to extend that lead. And in the eighth inning, Mitch Hanniger tacked on a solo home run. So all four Mariners' runs were scored via the long ball. Again, not a great way to get the job done, but when your pitching staff does, you know, turns in a, a performance like that, all your offense really needs to to do is scratch one run across or two and the Mariners were able to get four runs across again all of them via the home run Mariners only collect five hits overall again three of them were home runs Maniger checked in with two base hits including a solo home run uh, the other hit that was not a home run was had by uh, Luis Torrens and again the two walks um, by Luis Torrens and Dylan Moore J.P. Crawford did not reach base this is one of the rare games in which uh, he did not Ty France 
also did not reach base. One of the rare games where he has failed to done so, failed to do so. Pardon me. And Ace Fraley had a rare off game, over three with uh, two strikeouts. So. You know, even though the Mariners did score four runs, it had a pitcher's duel-ish feeling to it because both starting pitchers were pretty good, and it was under two and a half hours, which I'm very thankful for because, as I said at the open, I'm pretty short on time, and this segment is unfortunately going to be pretty short, even though this game was a blast. It was a really, really fun game to watch. To, lo- to watch young Mr. Gilbert, I mean, he was he was the definite star of the game. To go out and watch this young pitcher do what he did, it was an absolute delight. And if you if you out there saw this game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I cannot say enough good things about what Mr. Gilbert did this afternoon. This was his coming out party, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow on this show, I again will not be here. You heard me say earlier that John Miller will be hosting this program, and indeed that will be the case. He will be joined by Locked on Anaheim Ducks host Jason Hernandez, and the two of them are going to talk about, well, I don't even know if they know what they're going to talk about yet, uh, but they will obviously be talking about something. I think Jason Hernandez wanted to talk about this game a little bit because he was also very impressed by Mr. Gilbert, so maybe he will expand on this game a little bit. I kind of hope that they do. My guests next week will include Sandy Hogan, Donkey Kong, and a can of red spray paint. Also, a special musical performance by the legendary Jim Morrison from The Doors. You will not want to miss any of that, ladies and gentlemen. So download and follow Locked on Mariners. Look for us in any podcasting app that you can happen to think of. Leave a rating and review if your podcasting app of choice so allows. And also uh, remember to check out all the other great programs here on the Locked on Podcast Network. That'll do it for today, ladies and gentlemen. That'll do it for me for the week. But remember, John Miller is going to be with you tomorrow to take you through an episode with uh, Jason Hernandez. Also, on Sunday is the PBA Strike Derby, which I'm really looking forward to. Norm Duke, Tom Smallwood, Chris Prather, Packy Hanrahan, Marshall Kent, the local guy, and EJ Tackett will be the six participants in the um, in the PBA Strike Derby, akin to the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby. Very fun to watch. If, uh, if you'd like to check that out, it is at 11 p.m. Pardon me, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the network. Oh, I don't care. It's on FS1. PBA Strike Derby on Sunday. That's going to be a lot of fun, and I will be back with you on Monday. It'll be catch-up Monday, talking about these series against the Anaheim, California Angels, or whatever they call themselves these days. I'm rambling, so I'm going away. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I will be talking to you later. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. This is Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.